0: hi my name is jen i'm a holistic nurse practitioner and i'm here to tell you that your body can heal i healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s i've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body your mind your heart your spirit and your life this podcast is for patients practitioners and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. I've these people, these are who, these are the women that are going to deliver my baby I pull up to the new colonic place and they're next door neighbors. And I was like, are you kidding me? I could literally feel my little spirit baby girl doing backflips and giggling as I stared at the midwife's name on the door. I will one day hire. So I had a dream the night before, went to the massage the next morning, had that synchronicity after the massage. I'm here at the midwife's office. I walked into my colonic appointment a little stunned and a little smitten with the soul I will hopefully one day call my daughter. So babies are in spirit until they take their first breath, and it is totally normal for mom to connect with their children as living souls before they hold their little one for the first time. Your baby will tell you so much about themselves before you even meet them, and there's plenty more in this to come. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I think today is going to be a little bit of a longer one. So buckle in. There's a lot that I want to teach you, tell you about, share with you. And we'll start by asking ourselves this question. What can our cycle and the moon tell us about our future? Okay. I know. I know. I know. Like What? Go back to episode eight, Your Body is Psychic, and listen to that as the groundwork to this episode. We're going to take what we understand about the body always calibrating, sensing, organizing energy, and we're going to turn it into a little bit of a deep dive into women's health. And fellas, you can be here too. How cool would it be if you're like, hey, babe, I know what moon you're on. Oh my gosh. She would totally love that. So don't run away. If you're a dude, you can be here and we're going to learn all about what your cycle and the moon can tell you about your future. Do you cycle with the moon? What does that even mean? It was not long ago, even as a functional medicine nurse practitioner, I thought I just knew everything. We never know anything by the way. We're always, we're always arriving. And one of my teachers was talking about how to do business and these four phases, and you line it up with your inner moon, your period, or your outer moon, the moon. And I was like, What is she talking about? I had never even heard of this in all of the functional medicine training. And it's changed my life. So today, I am going to break this biological yet energetical concept down and help you decode what this can mean about you as a woman or your woman and where your life is headed. I'm also going to share with you my personal story. What's a good podcast without one of Jen's stories, right? About how my body completely flipped in this rhythm. It was in the energy and events in my life at the time that led to this really big change and my teeny weeny little bit about a brand new topic on the show, spirit babies. And I'm going to tell you a story about mine. So I'm so excited for today. There's a ton of content in this episode. So grab a warm like hibiscus tea with honey or some lemon balm tea with honey, or like a grapefruit spindrift. Those would be my top three and let's dive in. So, you know, I love to remind this community about the ancient wisdom and remembrance stored in the female body right? That is just like my jam. I love to remind you that your body is psychic because it is always reading energy and it has no ego mind judging or controlling what it's sensing. So like the body, like an animal or a small child is just honest. So no matter if you're pre peri postmenopausal, if you are biologically a woman, then you are living according to a 28 day infradium rhythm. And all of this information has to do with you. So it doesn't matter. Like I have women all the time be like, but I'm older or I've I've had a hysterectomy or they're young and they've, and they've had a hysterectomy or a tubal ligation. I'm like, sister, this information is still really important. It's going to change the way you live your life. And brother, if you are listening to this, you can better understand the women in your life and let them off the hook that just some days they're super fun and they want to be social. And some days they want to live under three blankets on the couch. So what is the moon, your menstrual cycle, and mother nature all have in common? Well, cycles, rhythm, flow, and why is this important to us? Well, do we crave better health and harmony in our lives? Do we desire to get to know our bodies on a deeper level? And did you know this can come simply, all of these changes we want, can come simply from tracking your moon, which is your menstruation, the earth's moon cycle and just in accordance to where they are at the same time. If you wish to live at a new level of connection with your body and understanding yourself and feeling somewhat in control, then let's keep on going. So our moon time, the phases of our mama moon, I'm going to just give you some background, teach you all about the moon. You know what they say is like, if you want to really know who you are, who were you before you were seven years old or eight years old? Think about it. If you want to really get to the core of yourself, I asked my mom that and uh, she brought up a memory and she was like, Well, there's these are honestly the things I love. She's like, You love nature? I wrote a book on butterflies when I was a little girl, published it, illustrated it. True story. It wasn't that great, but it was cute. I loved astronomy. I would check out books of moon, the moon and planets and stars in the library. I really love native Americans. So I'd have like my astronomy books, my native American books, and then whatever else, and probably some books on butterflies and fossils. I really loved rocks, which are now crystals in my life and, and the moon. So I want to bring as we do on this podcast, spirit and science together to understand like the moon carries a lot of woo energy and rightfully so. It's really mystical, it's really beautiful, it's really magical, and back it with some street cred. Okay, so everything that flows moves in rhythm with the moon. She, as in the moon, Mama Luna, La Luna, rules the water element on Earth. She pulls the ocean tides, the weather the female reproductive cycles and the fluids of plants, animals, and people. She influences the mood swings of mind, body, behavior, and emotion. That is from We Moon Diary. Literally, I mean, the moon governs the tide, right? Like we know what happens to the ocean at night. The fact the menstrual cycle correlates closely with the moon cycle, as well as women living in close proximity cycle together, right? It's like we're all going to school or living together and we all sync up according to the alpha females, what they say. These are just some of the more mysterious elements of the menstrual cycle that science and society seem to have little interest in. But once we as women are aware of this phenomenon, we can add in an extra dimension to the appreciation of like our intricate sensitivities, our bodies and the natural world around us. So cool. So how remarkable is it that the pull of a distant Body, the moon, has such an impact on our own bodies. Like literally, this rock with its own gravitational pull far, far away is governing our bodies. Wild and divine at the same time. I wasn't reading about this, by the way, when I was in kindergarten, first grade in my astronomy books. They weren't talking about this. So here we are. <laughs> our connection to the moon might seem at first glance to be like an esoteric belief, but now we have science to back it up and give it some street cred. So science has proven that the full moon has a strong negative impact on the quality of sleep, human behavior, like lunatics, chronic illness symptoms, dreams, and intuition. Teachers will tell you that their students are more unruly or wired. Where are my teachers at? You know this. I was a doula and a labor and delivery nurse, and we always had more babies on the moon. If moms were like circling and kind of waiting, come that full moon, here come the babies. Local police forces ensure higher staffing on full moons in anticipation of extra violence. And, you know, those ER nurses are ready. So casualty admissions do spike in hospitals. And then the midwives are aware that there can be more births at the time. The influence of the full moon has been observed for centuries. And it's where we literally get the word "loon." Luna is moon in Spanish, um, in Latin, lunatic, from. It just means someone who experiences temporarily or heightened insanity at a full moon time. Current research shows an increase in schizophrenic and epileptic episodes at full moon time. We are not the only species influenced by the moon. So coral reefs spawn, wolves and huskies howl and turtles lay eggs at the full moon. Ocean tides are higher, crops grow stronger and certain flowering plants only bloom under the moonlight. Nightshades. Lastly, the moon affects Earth's magnetotail, thereby creating oscillating electromagnetic fields on Earth's surfaces that can be sensed by animals and intuitives. And then we've in the functional medicine space, we hear like, "Oh, if you have GI issues, it's your parasites acting up on the full moon." We can do another podcast on that. Just know, like, yeah, you probably notice a little bit less deep of sleep around the full moon. And it's also the time you kind of want to party or if you're a lunatic, you kind of want to rob a bank. So why are we living with no reverence to the moon like the moon is just made up witchcraft? I don't know. I digress on that. That's just kind of like a rhetorical question I wanted to ask. <laughs> we have four phases in order of the new moon. And at the time I'm recording this, we are about to be at an at a at a full moon. So here are the, sorry, the four phases of any moon in order. First, we have our new moon and then a waxing quarter. I mean, it wax on, think it's like building up the full moon, big, bright, beautiful moon. And then a waning quarter where it gets smaller and then it gets dark. And then we're back at the new moon. And in between those four main phases. We have gibbous moons. There's like, you can really crescent moons. You can really get into it, but I like to just think of four. And we'll talk about four here in a little bit. This cycle repeats once a month, every 29 ish days. Sounds kind of like what our bodies and the earth do, right? There's four phases of our menstrual cycle. And there's four seasons of the earth in like a mid Midwestern or anywhere you're experiencing four seasons, right? I'm in the Midwest. We definitely have four seasons. You go somewhere like Mexico and you have rainy and dry seasons. So four phases of weather, of seasons, four phases of the moon, and then four phases of a menstrual cycle. Most important thing, and I know so many of you are probably thinking this, well, Jen, what if I'm in menopause or what if I don't have a menstrual cycle? Great. So your moon, what you're going to calculate and and refer to as I talk is the actual moon cycle. Those of us who have a menstrual cycle, it will either be in line with certain parts of the moon or opposite or somewhere in between and We'll talk about that. Okay. So full moons rise at sunset and set at dawn. They're energizing sometimes in a good way and others creating agitation, making sleep and relaxation hard like we said, and then waning moons means getting smaller. When the moon reaches the halfway point, the last quarter moon, which rises around midnight, there is a sense of balance, tension, or transition. The moon continues to get smaller each night until it's completely dark. The dark moon or the new moon lasts for a couple of days when the moon is almost invisible and it's a total time of darkness and your sleep will probably feel really deep. The moon is in shadow and rises before dawn and sets with the sun at this phase. Many traditions use this time as a time of inwardness, reflection, visioning, and setting intentions for the month ahead. You've probably heard about like a new moon circle. You're like, why are those hippies in the woods doing those? Well, this is why. It's a time of new beginnings, a seeming pause. It's a very um, spiritual or intentional practice, divine practice, and before the moon goes back to wholeness at the full moon again. So the waxing moon is where the moon gets a little bit bigger, as I said, and brighter, and it moves through the crescent moon, the moon of story books, the small sliver, which speaks hope, new life, magic. And then at halfway first quarter, again, there's a sense of transition or balance. We all have those transitional seasons, which we'll talk about. And many cultures run on lunar calendars, but for some masculine dominant society reason our calendar is solar okay so to learn more about the moon's phases you can get a calendar or a diary that includes the lunar cycle and you can make a conscious effort to check the sky every day and mark the days of your cycle onto your calendar along with the seasons of the earth this practice will seem like tedious at first annoying and you don't actually have to go outside and look at the moon you could just like google hey siri what's the moon doing and write that down. And then I'll get into journaling and what that can do for you, but I promise you it's worth it. So you'll write down like, where's the moon? What season am I in on earth? And what season am I in on the inside? And so if you're menstruating your cycle, if you're not, it will be the moon. Okay. So while celebrations that are tied to the moon are often associated with pagan and Wiccan traditions, you might be surprised at how many religions also use the moon to guide their feast days. So for example, Christians, Easter changes each year according to where the full moon falls. The Jewish calendar is rooted in the cycles of the moon and their holidays are marked each new moon. And Yom Kippur is celebrated the day before as a day of fasting in preparation for the new moon month or for the new month ahead. So there's a lot of religions like... We can all come together and say, whether, you know, we're Christian or Jewish or pagan or Wiccan or nothing or all the things that the moon can set a tone for our feast days or our intentionality or holy days or whatever it may be. It is all welcome here on this podcast. Using the moon to guide your life can be an incredibly sacred practice. If you desire this influence upon your life. I didn't know I desired it, but it found me and it has been great. And I really love how when I'm feeling a type of way, I can check in and say, what's the moon doing? What's my cycle doing? What am I doing? Most of the time, how I'm feeling makes sense. Like this last week, I was in my follicular phase and I was like bionic woman, all this energy, the world is my oyster. I was like so excited about life. like literally. Like everything was going so right, but actually like everything was just kind of the same, but it was how I was feeling. And we were on a moon that was building up in a via positiva. We talked about last week from the body decoded webinar, like the energy was building. And so like, yeah, life was, is peachy right now. And then when the energy shifts to via via negativa and I'm feeling a little, Ho hum, or like less than optimistic, like okay, sometimes my body's responding to energy, and sometimes I had a bad day, sometimes it's both, and always it's nice to know the difference. Okay, so we can feel overwhelmed and confused, and I'm going to break all this down and just like get so excited. I have to tell you little bits. We can get confused by the seeming turbulence of our bodies, unpredictability of our moods, and then if you're like, yeah, that's me, Jen, I highly recommend charting your cycle for a few months to get a deeper, deeper understanding of how your body and moods change throughout your cycle. This practice is going to help you navigate your life from an inner stability and awareness of your own unique ebb and flow, and it will help you organize your energy. So the next step onward from keeping a moon diary, where you chart your symptoms alongside of the moon phases is keeping a dream diary. And this can be all in the same place. And chart how your dreams connect to the moon and your menstrual cycle. It is like one of my deepest desires. I'm like, I want to create a journal. And then people are, I've had so many people be like, you and Jeff should make an app. Maybe we'll do that. You'll have to let me know if that pings you, but I would love like in this perfect world journal, you like wake up and you like do your daily energy tracker. Where's the moon? Where are you at in your cycle? How are you feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, could do some ratings. You can say, why, what were your dreams? What symptoms are you having in your body? Um, And then you can start to like in this perfect journal, you'd write down like your food, your exercise. It would just have this, I digress. You get what I'm saying though, right? Like there's so much we can track as far as data and our bodies. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to go in an Excel spreadsheet because that's not the way my brain works, but you can track over time and you can really see and let your body prove to you she knows rhythm and is precisely in tune with what she is doing. Men, you do actually correspond with the moon and but your hormonal and rhythm is more 24 hours. Like you go through what we go through in a month and a day. Um, but you are still like governed by the moon. You're mostly water if you didn't know that about your body, guys. So. Women, we all do that, right? Like we're, we're so advanced. <laughs> so an excerpt from Alchemy for Women that I love, I'm gonna read to you. And then I'm gonna give you a really practical tip. It was a revelation to me that our dreams alter according to our menstrual cycles. Images that might occur at ovulation include a clear river, babies, small animals, eggs, balls, images of pregnancy or birth, erotic dreams. Whereas dreams that tend to occur approaching menstruation include blood, red images, red flowers, red clothes, being wounded or bleeding. Also dark haunting dreams of death because menstruation in our winter is this time of death, right? Being pursued by a dark man. The threshold points when we move from ovulatory to premenstrual and premenstrual to bleeding are often accompanied by particular powerful and vivid dreams. Yeah. So this is why the dream diary can be so fun. What is even more fascinating is that our menstrual cycles can affect our partner's dreams, who you're sleeping next to or energetically sleeping next to. If they're, they are far away, charting our dreams, writing down what we remember of them. As soon as we awaken, gives us a profound insight into the crossovers between our bodies, minds, and our subconscious world. I could go on and on about dreams. We are talking about it. the I am woman program, by the way. And the course. Often when reflecting on these dreams, we can find wisdom in our waking lives. This is so silly, but I feel like I need to share this. I didn't plan on doing this, but okay. So I have been talking about on my social media. This is a long story. I'm going to make it super short. Jeff and I got our colors done from house of color, KC Lori Richardson. She is the best. Um, If you're not in Kansas city, you can find, it's like an international company. It's a, I think it's British. Maybe I don't actually know, but they spell it color instead of color. Um, They're wonderful. They help you find your colors according to science and you can't unsee it. Got my colors done. I cried a little bit because I like knew that two thirds of my closet. I wasn't wearing what was honoring to me and it was really hard (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, my life is so hard, but you get it. First world problems, really sad about my clothes. But through this process, as I'm going to tell a story here in a little bit that this whole, this started when we, when I walked away from a dream that I had been sewing and watering for almost two years. So this whole part of me was dying, right? And just an example of dreams giving this is the most straightforward dream I, I think I've had in a long time. And then they can get really elaborate and we'll talk about that in the course. In my dream, so I got my colors done, wearing the quote unquote wrong colors. You can wear whatever you want, but it just like, I was like, no wonder some days I feel really authentic and lit up and some days I don't like, like what I see. It's because like my colors were clashing with my energy. So I purged over. It took me a long time, but like really two thirds of my clothes, like everything in my closet drawers, anything I own, if it's not my color, it's gone now. And as I was in this process, I had given some clothes to a friend, which I loved. And I thought about like, oh, I'll just drop them off. And there was something in me that didn't sit well with like, just kind of dumping my past off at a donation center. And I get it. They're just clothes. And I love donating and we we do it all the time. We purge our house twice a year and we give away a lot, but something did not sit right with me. And I just couldn't finish the project. So I had this dream literally that I was having a garage sale for my clothes and people were coming in and there was a lot of chaos in the dream. And there was all these other themes woven in. But people were coming in and offering me things and kind of devaluing or, or like overvaluing. And I got to see all of these different archetypes interacting with my past. And I got to be a say in the dream of like, yes, you can buy this. No, you can't. And I woke up and it was just like the most simple thing. It was like, move forward, Jen, sell your clothes. So I finished the purge. Everything is gone. I took a bunch of stuff to consignment. I made some like decent money back, which was cool. And I felt really esteemed about my past. And what I had this little synchronistic divine message moment from the spirit as I was walking out and it was like, I had this weird thing about, I felt like I was doing something wrong when I found out my colors were different. It's just my own stuff that I'm healing. But it was like, even though you feel like, like this is to everyone, like we make a mistake or that our past is you know, somehow wrong or not worth anything. Like I made money off my past and quote unquote mistakes, you know, and those are going to go serve someone else. And there was like new Lulu's dresses and Kate Spade handbags and like nice things, shoes that once worn, maybe never worn, just pretty much like given away. I got some money for them. They pay you a third of what you paid and one, like your past is worth something and it can serve another person. So it just brought me into this place, this metaphor of life of like, okay, started with the dream telling me to have a garage sale and Jeff and I really get away. We're not having a garage sale. So <laughs> the next logical step was to just sell the clothes and that made me feel so good. And it felt really right. And then of course they don't buy everything. I went to a few different stores and then I went and donated the rest and I literally feel so free. It was great. So often when reflecting on our dreams, we can find wisdom for awakened lives. So here's your practical tip. Get a day calendar and every day record the moon, the seasons of the earth, the day of your cycle, your moon. So your cycle, your energy and any dreams you remember. And I like to add physical symptoms in that too. You can look back after two to three months and notice a pattern that will tell you about your natural hormonal and energetic rhythm. This will help you plan when to make a baby, a business proposal, or a beach vacation. Okay. So I did this. I have my favorite planner is Do Less Planner by Kate Northrup. Um, She has an energy, daily energy tracker in it. And then she also has like um, some companion guides that can go with it that you can, (laughs) I love this. In the day, you know how most planners give you lines and a linear list from like, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., like what you're to do, like each hour. Hers is in a, in a circle because time is not linear and time is renewable and time does not run out. And I can't tell you what that does for your nervous system. But in the planner, she has day of your cycle, where the moon is, a daily energy tracker, like a check-in. So you can get this planner from katenorthrop.com, I'm sure. Or you could just like Google "do Less planner at Kate Northrop. It'll come up. It's beautiful. It's white and gold. And I did this for several months using her planner. And then lo and behold, I felt like on day 26 of my cycle, I, I put it in my calendar every month because every day 26, it's gotten a lot better since I've been working with hormones. But before that I would be like, oh, I'm sick. Cause I would just feel like rock bottom. I'd feel achy or I'd feel like a little autoimmune and then it would go away after that day. Well, we know how the immune system and the hormones support one another. And this is what was happening. So now I always know day 26, the day before, and that day, I cannot take on too much. So if it's like when do friends want to meet after work? Or if I'm going to see clients all day and then teach in an online program at night, like I cannot do that day 25, 26, and sometimes 27. I can do three times the amount day four, five, and six of my cycle, but oh my gosh. And this has helped me so much. Your days will look different. Some people are like, oh, I always break out when I ovulate every single time from the rise in testosterone or whatever it is. And you're planning a photo shoot or your engagement pictures or whatever, like then you know, right? So when you know what your body is most of the time doing, one, it's going to help you heal quicker. And two, your life is going to feel so much easier. Or you're like planning your birthday party and you're like, oh wow, that's going to fall on day 26, but I could just move it five, seven, nine days after my birthday. And oh, I'm going to go out feeling like radiant bionic woman. You catch my drift. Okay. Okay. So enough about the moon and me forcing this journal practice upon you. It'll change your life. Last plug. Uh, but first let's understand the four phases of our infradian rhythm, AKA our secondary clock, our female cycle. So we can juxtapose these cycles with the moon and the four seasons of mother earth. It's gonna be so much fun. So this infradian rhythm affects our brain, our metabolism, our immune system, our microbiome, our stress response system, and our reproductive system. And as women, we benefit when we eat, exercise, work, and flow in ways that support the infradian rhythm instead of marching powerfully to the beat of a male organized society drum, this 24 hour clock. No offense, guys, you are not responsible for this. This is just the shape and form our world has taken that we all feel is too far to one end of the spectrum and we're here to balance it out. So precisely because so many women Try to follow the same thing every day plans that work for men for the most part. 50% of our women are suffering from hormonal imbalance, at least. I mean, I pulled that statistic from some articles that Alyssa Vedia had referenced and it's in my practice. I'm like, well, one, if you're having anything, if you're coming to see me, your hormones are not, not what they could be because if you're having anything chronic go on, you're not feeling like really good hormones are a part to play on that because hormones and immune system, they're BFFs. So when we harmonize our awareness with the seasons of our cycle, the moon, mama, earth, we're our healthiest, happiest, and most harmonious selves. Okay, so did you know in one month, you go through four seasons and so does the moon. Every month, we go through these four seasons of one cycle in rhythm with our inner moon, if we're menstruating, or in rhythm with our outer moon, if we're non-menstruating, so menopausal, surgical or biological. So the next time you feel like your menstrual cycle is out of whack, sure. It might be your hormones plummeting, or it could be complete energetic shift happening in your life. I will talk about the energy part here at the end. It's so fascinating. If we don't understand the cycle. And if we have hormones that don't sink to this normal and seasonal rhythm, we feel crazy. So the four cycles first I'm gonna start with follicular, but just know it's actually day one is your menstrual cycle. So you bleed, and then we first we have our follicular phase, which occurs seven to ten days after our period ends. And your cycle might be two days, it might be ten days. Ideally, it's somewhere in the middle. This subtle increase in estrogen during follicular has us interested in planning out new things, exploring new ideas trying on new clothes. Symbolically, this is a phase of new beginnings. So think right after your period, you're okay. So men actually caveat here, like <laughs> guys, why do you do this. I'm just kidding. Not your fault. Men in the medical system deemed a woman's cycle. The first day of her period is day one because they're like, well, that's the only thing. There's only one thing that happens the whole month. She just bleeds. And then she's like, I don't know doing nothing the whole the whole rest of the month. So that's medical terms and we will say day one is menstrual, but just know actually the first phase is follicular, which happens after the cycle. And it's a surge in estrogen, it's a time of new beginnings, it's the moon's waxing, so building via positiva energy and it's the earth's springtime. Cool, cool. Second is our ovulatory phase which I feel like women who love ovulation, it's just like, it's so short. <laughs> we're like, oh, that was great. Um, it's three to five days in the middle of our cycle, right after the filicular phase and just before the luteal. So we have the hormone shifts during this phase, activate the verbal and social areas of our brain. So we have the luteinizing hormone. We have testosterone that goes up. All of our hormones are feeling nice and juicy. And we are most social and communicative during this phase. It's a great time to be visible, connect. It's a great time, ladies, if you're going to do a photo shoot, whether it's like business or boudoir, like you want to do it around ovulation. You are like, oh, hi, camera. Oh, hi. Yeah, great. You're just like everyone. I'm available to be seen, to be heard, all of it. And symbolically, this is a phase of expansion. This is the new moon and sorry, this is the full moon and the earth's summertime. And then for some women, you will be in, in the new moon. We'll talk about that, but symbolically ovulation, full bright moon. You want to be seen summertime. You want to be out visible. Summer's everyone's favorite, right? Okay. So we have follicular new beginnings and the waxing moon. Ovulation, be visible, connect, summertime, full moon. Third comes luteal. So after summer is fall and it's, this is usually the longest phase of our cycle. after ovulation, you know, 10 to 14 days before we bleed, Hormone levels during this phase prime the brain to be good at focusing on details and wrapping up projects. It's also a time we can feel our inner clinic so we can get a little bitchy on this time, but it's actually, we're just really analytical. And I always tell women like, or encourage them, hold the tension, the tension. If you want to like nitpick something about someone, your partner, your friend, someone you work with, it's it, you're seeing these things for a reason, but you don't necessarily have to act on them during this phase it'd be a really great time to give feedback during follicular because you'll just be really happy about it and optimistic. <laughs> so the so luteal, we have fall. It is after ovulation, before the menstrual cycle and hormone levels start to plummet. This was when I was talking about day 26 and I would just be like, I'm sick. <laughs> My hormones were just crashing even more so. Like they were already low and then they were like really, really low before I had them balance." Um, So we have less energy. We feel more inclined to focus inward rather on socializing. If your business requires a lot of like podcasting, blogging, social media, like mine does, you're just like Luteal. You're like, I'm just not going to do that today. And you just feel like maybe I'll work on some backend stuff or, you know, work on the website or refine some client protocols, but you're just, you're not, it's not too fun towards late Luteal to, to be like you were in ovulation. This is a phase of accumulation, the moon's waning quarter, and the earth's fall. So things are starting to slow down. Think about fall, right? Beginning of fall is really more nice still. And then towards the end of fall, we're like, oh, it's cold now. I want to go inside and not talk to anyone. That's luteal. And then the last part of our cycle is the menstrual phase, which is two to three to seven, ideally, but two to 10 days of the menstrual, of the bleed. Hormone levels during this phase prime the brain. So, the left, the analytical brain, and the right, the feeling brain, hemispheres communicate the most. So, it's a great time on our cycle to integrate how we feel about situations in our life and make decisions about how to proceed. This, sorry, the hiccups, is an ideal time to reflect and journal. Think of this as the new moon time, winter, inward rest, reflection symbolically, you can really get into like, and at this time, like, what is the, the begin, the new beginning coming up after this? Like, what do I want to release? What do I want to take with me? What intentions do I want to set new moon? It's dark outside at night. It's a winter time. Symbolically, that is what the menstrual phase is all for. It's a time to recoup energy menstrual cycle awareness really helps women helps us step into our power and helps us organize our energy. So if you want to know more intricacies of your hormones in each phases, we have that available in the I am women self-paced course. And then there's fertility guides and in depth in the hormones that you can tune into. But so you're starting to catch this, right? Like the moon in four phases, the seasons in four phases, my cycle in four phases. So now coming back to the whole point of the podcast, what is your cycle in the moon? What can that tell you about your future? So with the moon, like, do you bleed with the moon? You're bleeding for menstruating women. And you might, if you kept a record before menopause, like you might look and see, you know, like it could even be in your doctor's um, notes. Like, you know, they always ask you when was the first day of your last menstrual period. And you tell them, you can see across different phases of your life when you were bleeding and how that changed. So depending on when you ovulate or menstruate, can tell you a ton about the energetic season of life you were in. I'm going to tell you about four colors. So we have the four seasons, the four phases of the moon, the four phases of the menstrual cycle. And now we have four colors of the moon that correspond with your menstrual cycle. Little side note, middaypigeon.com, my blog linked in the show notes. I have Literally the, this podcast is from two blogs that I've created and they're here and they're available. And there's, this is in text and you can, after you listen to this, pull it, copy, paste it, put it in a note in your phone, learn from it, do whatever you need to do. So depending on when you ovulate or menstruate, it's going to tell you about where you're at energetically. And then, well, if you don't like the report, well, hallelujah, we can shift our energy and this inform. Information may even prompt some deep healing in you. When we bring awareness, we bring healing, and it really is that simple. So most commonly, women bleed with the new moon, a time of rest and reflection, and ovulate with the full moon, a time of expansion and visibility. So what happens when your flow doesn't follow this pattern? Is something wrong with your body? Are you hormonally off kilter? Most likely, no. Most likely, your energetic patterns represent an alternative cycle during the season of your life. And of course, if you're concerned about hormone balance and you know something's not right, I recommend getting a Dutch test, working with a knowledgeable practitioner. Don't sit on it if you already know something's off. Okay. If you're feeling like you're doing okay or you know there's areas of improvement, continue with me here. So, what moon are you? And what can the moon tell you about your energy field? Well, like I said, we have these four different colors. And let me see my notes here where I left off. I just get talking and talking and I'm like, I don't even know where we're at. So before the advent of electric light in the late 19th century, women's ovulation was primarily activated by the hormonal response to the brightest of the full moon at night. This is before we like, fell asleep with phones on our face (laughs) in our modern era. However, technology, screen lighting, domestic electric lighting, artificial hormones, pollutants, stress, breathing in the air, all of this has contributed to our womenly cycles being more staggered throughout the month and many others unconnected to the moon cycles at all. So, you know, I'm going to tell you all these different things about the moon and you might be like, oh, I don't line up or I do something wrong with me all is well our bodies are doing the best they can and they're still working well and attuning themselves. So trust it. Women who have charted their cycles and experienced menstruation at the dark and full moon, right? So if you're, if you're watching your cycle and you're noticing you're, you're menstruating at the dark moon, they feel more in flow and attuned to themselves when they're bleeding with the dark. So women who are the opposite and they're bleeding like with the full moon, and I'll get into these colors, report caring for the women in their life. And women who find themselves in between are likely in a transition into leadership or a more reclusive place in their lives. And there's even a cycle for women who find themselves cycling between the white and the red moon every few months. So there's a cycle for everything under the moon. Which one are you? I will read them and think when did I start my period last? Or if you have that information for a couple months, and then notice where the moon was at that time. So the white moon cycle menstruation occurs on the new moon and ovulation on the full moon. You are in balance with earth and moon's divine sink. You're you follow energetic patterns of the moon. When she is dark, you bleed. When she is light, you ovulate. This cycle is associated with women who are in the mothering phase of life. Energy is lovingly poured into self and family. And since biodynamics have shown that the earth is most fertile during full moons, when you ovulate, this cycle is traditionally linked to fertility and motherhood. So if you're in a white moon, if you're a white moon woman, you'll likely feel a surge in your intuition during your period. That is for everyone too, but like white moon women, you're like, give me the crystal ball. I'm on my cycle. I know the future and we'll feel the urge to withdraw for nourishment and self-renewal. You will just know things on your cycle very strongly, very, very strongly. Spend your moon time reflecting, resting and planting seeds of intention because you're in the new moon for the month ahead. White moon cycle, most common. Second, most common red moon. It's when you're menstruating or bleeding with the full, you're ovulating with the new, you're flipped. So you're in this healer, leader, or nurture role in your life. You are the opposite from most women because when they are visible, you retreat to bleed. So you're taking care of all the other women and they are bleeding and you're there in the red tent, right? Caring for them. And then they're out ovulating, partying, feeling their best. And you're like, see ya, I'm going to go hide and now have my bleed. So these women not only have a link with the internal world internal worlds and families, but a strong desire to teach and lead others. Bleeding with the new moon represents that these women have a deep connection to their darkness and feel comfortable holding space for others to sit there. It's part of these women's journey to love their shadow side. In ancient times, the red moon cycle was associated with shamanism, high priestesses, and healers. Women who tend to menstruate with the full moon are said to focus their darker and more creative menstrual energies outward. Rather than inward. So they're they have a more outward focus, whereas the white moon is more of an inward focus in order to nourish and teach others from their own experience. So many times women with this cycle will be more focused on self-growth, development, mentorship, and creativity. And this time is well spent assessing that which is what's working, what's not, letting go, shedding, et cetera. Most common cycle number two. Okay, now there's two more. So we talked about white, which is pretty. Classic, you think it's dark in the moon. I bleed. It's light in the moon. I want to be visible under the spotlight, ovulate. Red moon's the opposite. Pink moon and purple moon. (laughs) Pink moon, menstruation occurs with the waxing moon and ovulation on the waning moon. So you're in a transitional stage in your life. This cycle is associated with women who are expanding into their power after they've been in a time where they were chilling, reflecting, integrating. When you're in the cycle, you can use the power to move in the direction of dreams and strength women in the cycle. They're ready for power. And then last but not least purple moon menstruation occurs with the waning moon and ovulation on the waxing. You're in a transitional stage in your life. The waning move occurs when the moon moves from brightness to darkness. This cycle is a transitional phase where women find themselves doing deep inner reflection and healing. If the body has recently moved into this rhythm, it may be a sign that rest and inner reflection are needed for healing and growth. Give yourself plenty of time and grace, extra yoga, meditation, journaling, energy, healing prayer in your life. So think about where do you think you land? Where are you in these cycles? There's also the wise woman cycle. This was the thing I mentioned that if you're changing quite a bit, So the wise woman cycle, it's a menstrual pattern that alternates every three months or so, or your own cadence between white and red moon menstruation at full moon, three to four months after the complete opposite pattern can feel like a really different dynamic. And the full moon energy makes resting harder, but acts to strengthen the visioning and creative powers, which come to the fore during this part of our cycle, other cultures. So this wise woman cycle, it's an honor. And other cultures have honored menstrual blood as wise. The moon is powerful and the ability to give birth is a miracle. And we can too, though the somewhat constant change may feel disorienting those on the wise woman cycle experience both the natural introspective and nourishing feelings that come with menstruation on the new moon, as well as visioning and creative powers experienced through bleeding on the full. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. With tracking comes the ability to find the flow between these two powerful cycles, and then you use it to your benefit. Your body will let you know when it's time to introspectively heal, and then you'll just notice when it's time to expand and focus on creative power. One thing I noticed about myself is during the full moon, I don't really want to like journal and do inner work. And like I just kind of want to chat and be social and do more outwardly focused things. And then during the new moon and on the via negativa of my cycle, that is when I'm like, oh my gosh, so book me an energy healing session daily. I'm going to meditate for four hours, I'm going to do tapping, and then I'm going to do shadow work all in one day. <laughs> so, if you're looking to realign your menstrual cycle with the moon so that you have a white moon cycle, it's a little tip. You can expose um, yourself to the full moonlight. And that will have a directly powerful effect. Many women who have tried to do the lunar realignment of their cycles have reported great success. So if you feel like, gosh, I'm just like kind of out of whack and I don't mean go out at midnight and stay awake, but before you go to bed, or as you're reading or, you know, definitely not on your phone, allowing all the artificial light, right? (laughs) Kidding. I'm literally recording this podcast before bed, computer blaring screen in my face. It is what it is some nights, but we can make an intention, just like step outside on the deck and look at the moon and like say your prayer for the night or say your gratitude for the day um, and just have some reverence for the moon and notice how she wants to dance with you. Okay. This is where I want to leave behind all the teaching. Your brain is probably like, whoa, that was a lot of information. It's in the blogs and the show notes you can re-listen. And I want to tell you a story like application. We did theory and now here's application. And here's another question for you. Is it your hormones, the moon, or just your spirit baby changing up your cycle? You're like, all right, what I've, I've, I've lost you, Jen. Okay. So several months ago, I wrote part one, I am woman, the lunar flow blog series. And since then a complete shift has happened in my life. So as I was working on this podcast for you all, I had this part one, and then I was like, oh my gosh, so much has changed. And I was like, I have to add the story. So made it into a blog here. It is on the podcast. I'm going to tell you in my own words. So in the last six months, I've shifted from a red moon cycle into a white moon cycle. So I've gone from the second most common kind of the, the healer priestess taking care of every, everybody else to the inward focus, nurturing, mothering, connected to the earth. So I'm just going to recap really quick. Cause I really want you to understand these cycles. So you can understand yourself, red moon, outward energy, serving others, leadership, healing, masculine, giving bleeding. When the moon is light, white or full ovulating, when the moon is dark, second, most common white moon, inward energy, calling in disguise, desires, discovering what those are very connected to the earth mothering, nurturing, feminine, receiving, bleeding when the moon is dark, ovulating when the moon is light, most common. Pink, transitional stage, menstruation is with waxing, expanding into power. And purple, menstruation occurs with the waning moon, ovulation with the waxing, and you just need more time for yourself. So in the last six months, I was in that red moon, outward energy leadership, I've shifted into white, nurturing, connected to the earth, mothering. It wasn't long after I became fascinated with the world of inner and outer moon sinking that I began sharing it with the world. And I noticed something happening in my own experience with my moon cycle. Most would say, so my functional medicine experts would be like, oh. Your periods are regular and blah, 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 blah. And I thought that too for a second. In two months, I completely changed color moons from red to white as my cycle started coming earlier each month by one week. I mean, my, my period was all over the place. I was like, what is happening? I was on a mastermind retreat in Seattle and with, I mean, all of the feminine energy oozing. I mean, we walked in and there was like, <laughs> she had kids the best. These um, I'm have mine right in front of me, these pelvic bowl candles. So it's like, like a mannequin's pelvis bowl, pelvis bowl, pelvic bowl. And those were lit rose petals. And um, we did a boudoir shoot. We were talking about like pelvic bowl pelvic, I cannot say that word, pelvic bowl or pelvic floor exploration. We were studying Tammy Lynn Kent's work. We were talking about babies. We had Cleopatra baths. So milk and honey and rose bat, rose petal baths. It was incredible. So lots of feminine energy. That was night one. I woke up the second day of the retreat. And I went to the bathroom and I was like, shoot, my period came eight days early. I was like, all right, crap. I had really, and I didn't really realize what was going on. I'd been working hard on my hormones. And I figured I was like, oh, my progesterone's dropping even lower. I must be so stressed. It must be travel. It must be being high up in this building. I mean, our mind, like it's hilarious. The story, like their minds trying to like explain the physical and our spirits like, this is totally energetic. You have no idea. You're so silly. In reality, it was like a completely different life unfolding before my eyes that was happening. And part of it definitely had to do with this container I was in. So I had recently decided that, so here I am periods, eight days early at this amazing retreat. And it was very recent that I decided It was no longer in alignment for me to buy a large scale wellness center after a year and a half process of stepping into ownership, doing a ton of work and a month away from closing on the sale. It was painful. I think it was painful for everyone involved. And it was really, really hard. It's like when your soul has a conversation with you and you're like, no, please no. And you know, you just know there's no, you know what you're hearing and you don't like it. And I can't explain it other than I woke up one day and I just knew I could not move forward. After months of dreaming with excitement about this new venture, I felt shocked. I felt a little empty. And there was a part of me that had a little glimmer of hope for the future all at the same time. I released the local wellness center ownership and stepped into what my mentor, Kate Northrup, had been coaching me on for months a global healing brand and a lifestyle that wouldn't require masculine energy overdrive. I knew my body wanted this shift. My mind was a little bit more hesitant, but still I shifted my company. I hired two new amazing virtual team members. I spent more time working from home, honing my creativity. I remember Jeff was like, you're a creative. And I'm like, that feels so resonant. Like, yeah, that feels good. And during this time, my period switched the color moon cycle. And not only did my cycle shift very quickly, but so did my focus. So it's like, what came first? The chicken or the egg, right? All of this stuff is changing. And here my menstrual cycle is reflecting that energy. And I had brand new visions of my future be, um, began to reach me regarding my inner life. So I'd been remember like in that red moon, very outward focused, I'm going to build this wellness center. I'm going to improve it this way. I'm going to serve the community. Everything I'm doing is going outward. And then it was like, I started to think about my family and our wedding and our future dream healing homestead. That is like probably my biggest dream always has been and a baby. So I want to do an entire episode for you all on the phenomenon of spirit babies. As I have met my little girl soon to come in spirit, I'm not pregnant. This is not a pregnancy announcement, but you could say energetically I'm pregnant. So my little spirit baby, I'm going to (laughs) cry, started coming to me in the most synchronistic of ways. And I, I can say that I still do not have quote unquote baby fever. I want puppies. I want more dogs. That would be great. Um, and I've known, I'm like, yeah, I believe I will be a mother God willing, but like, I know some women and friends who are like, that is real. Like they just like, like salivated, like the smell of a baby. And I'm like, that's not really me. I loved working in the NICU with babies, but I never had that. Like, I gotta have one. And now with this connection with my little spirit baby, I will tell you, I don't necessarily say to have baby fever, but I'm like. I know she's coming and I'm ready. And that will be really fun when everything lines up and I can look forward to it. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a baby. and It's going to wreck my whole world. So she started coming to me in the most synchronistic of ways. She introduced herself in dreams. She started coming to me in meditation and then coming to others. And when I say coming to me, just, I want to give all women a little, re like reassurance. It wasn't like she like walked in the room, right? It was just these little knowings. And then these, this being really present and connected would be the only way that I would pick up on it. So she, she has even given me her name while listening to a podcast about angels. And I'll give you a hint. Her name has something to do with a particular angel. My little spirit baby girl has even shown me how her energy had a part to play in a major vehicle accident. Jeff and I were in, in December to get our attention and further shift us into alignment. And no one was hurt by the way. We were so blessed. I'm almost positive that she will be a fire sign. My little spirit baby that I haven't met in physical yet, as she's hinted to me, like she's told me and we'll see if this comes true. Cause I believe in timelines and there's different things. She's like, she told me, she's like, this is the month I'm conceived. And this is the month I'm born. And then I did the math. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly nine months apart. Who knows if that will happen. I will definitely let you all know when that time comes, but the most profound and easily articulated experience with my little spirit, baby girl happened in a massage oddly enough, not too long ago. So we were talking about dreams, right? This is where it comes into play. And this is pretty straightforward. Dreams can be very like elusive and there's can, there can be a little decoding work to go into them. So the night before I had this massage, I had a dream. I was giving birth in a hospital. And in my typical fashion was like, Jeff, we have got to get out of here. I cannot give birth here. And in my dream, the medical staff were poking me and prodding me with all sorts of interventions that did not feel right to me. And I supported moms as a doula for years in hospital birth center or home birth. I don't think there's like one perfect place to give birth. I think it depends on the women. And so the medical staff was poking me. I was like, I got to get out of here. And in the dream, I knew I had to advocate for my health and my baby. So I hopped out of the hospital bed, ripped out my IVs. It hurt in the dream, by the way. And said, call this midwife, and I gave Jeff the name, and call this doula, and I said their name, we're going home. Sure enough, in the dream, my birth team met us at home to deliver our sweet baby girl. As I got out of the dream, so I'm waking up, I felt her, my little spirit baby, hovering over me saying, and that, she's very, like, demanding. I mean, my family thinks I have a, like, strong personality, <laughs> just wait. I'm going to seem like just so sweet. She was hovering over me when I woke up like, and that is how I'd like to come into this world. I'm like, all right then. And Jeff and I have dabbled in baby talk before. And I have always said, if we're in KC, when I give birth, I don't honestly know who I would hire as our midwives or where I would want to give birth. Like there was, cause there's a lot of good options and there's a lot of people I know personally, but problem solved Spirit baby told me what she wanted. And that is now our plan, God willing. So the story gets even better. The next morning after the dream, I was getting this massage. And during the massage, my spirit baby girl comes to me again this time. So I'm like laying on the table and I'm seeing her as a teenager with the most beautiful auburn hair and freckles and even her brown eyes. It was so cool. I saw her wearing the most beautiful autumn color palette and gold jewelry. And now, you know, where I'm at with colors. She was getting to wear all the things that I don't wear anymore as a winter, which like, I know big problems. Right. And I just was like envious in a way, like it was sweet what she was showing me. Um, She's like, you're going to like, I get to wear all these things and you'll be envious in like a good way. I witnessed her power, her beauty, and love to be the center of attention. Imagine that coming from me as she was in a play or some sort of performing role. I could see it, um, but I couldn't really like, and I don't think it's always for us to know. I just, yeah, like she was in, I don't know what she was doing, but I'm like, yeah, this girl, who knows? Maybe she'll be a Leo. So after the massage, the therapist said to me, she goes, I normally don't pick up on this kind of stuff, but I swore I feel a baby girl in your left ovary. And I was like, what? I was floored and I believe in all this. There's no coincidences, but I was like, come on. So she was feeling this as I was dreaming about my little spirit baby girl. Okay. So the story gets even wilder from here. So I had the dream, I had the massage, I was feeling my baby. So was the massage therapist at the same time. After the massage, I had a colonic scheduled because you know, your girl loves a good self-care Saturday ending in a squeaky clean GI tract. Nothing better than a good colonic in my opinion. So I booked with a new colon hydrotherapist as I just felt the girl I've been seeing is great, but I was like, oh, I just need to change up. So I pulled up to the new colon care center, even further from my house. And to my shock and awe, I kid you not, I was parked right in front of the midwife's office. I had just had a dream of the night before. So the midwives that in my dream, I was like, Jeff, call these people. These are who, these are the women that are going to deliver my baby. I pull up to the new colonic place and they're next door neighbors. And I was like, are you kidding me? I could literally feel my little spirit baby girl doing backflips and giggling as I stared at the midwife's name on the door. I will one day hire. So I had a dream the night before I went to the massage the next morning, had that synchronicity after the massage. I'm here at the midwife's office. I walked into my colonic appointment, a little stunned and a little smitten with the soul. I will hopefully one day call my daughter. So babies are in spirit until they take their first breath. And it is totally normal for mom to connect with their children as living souls before they hold their little one for the first time. Your baby will tell you so much about themselves before you even meet them. And there's plenty more in this to come. So it was charging ahead in my life, kind of recapping to how my cycle like flipped all over the place, charging ahead, building a wellness empire until my soul started telling me to shift more global, less local gen, more spiritual, less physical gen, more feminine, less masculine gen. And whoop de doo I listened and there goes my cycle. And I think it was like really simultaneous. Like I was hearing these notions from my spirit and I was allowing things to shift. And so was my cycle at the same time. I had a 21 day cycle, a 19 day cycle. I was spotting and I felt a little off as my energy was shifting. But here's the thing, ladies, our cycle is responding to energy and quite possibly our spirit baby wanting to join us here on earth. So as I convey these moon cycles to you and you've discovered your type and your cycle is reflecting back to you, the energetic season of life you're residing in, it starts to make sense. And after a few months, your cycle isn't syncing up to a stable pattern, or you feel your symptoms of chronic hormone imbalance, fatigue, mood instability, painful, heavy periods, night sweats, brain fog, skin changes, et cetera. If you feel like that's not shifting and something's not off, like get with a functional medicine provider. And let's be honest, ladies, if you go to your conventional doc, they're likely just going to give you the pill or menopause monologue and send you on your way. As my motto goes. If you don't feel fine, you are not fine. And let's find the root cause. So before you go, could you ask yourself these following questions? Take a deep breath in. Am I aware of my inner moon or my outer moon cycle? Follow your menstrual cycle if you have one, follow the moon if you don't. Am I aware? Am I giving my body space to be a cyclical being and understand her ebbs and flows? Am I giving body space? What color moon am I? How does this correlate to what I am experiencing in my life? Do I feel like I can trust my body with her sometimes unpredictable and unpleasant symptoms? Write down or think of one symptom or concern you have for your body. Close your eyes. Imagine these symptoms or this concern had a voice of its own. Now write down one word or one sentence, what the symptom's trying to tell you. In its own language. Finally, ladies, our bodies never lie. We can feel like we're forging ahead to build a wellness center empire, and our bodies can be like, hey, girl, I want to take the next several months to chill out and recharge because I know you need a break before you see this next phase that is just around the corner. So, pink moon, don't feel guilty for like, oh, cool, purple moon gets power, white moon's gonna be a mom, red moon's gonna be a priestess, and I'm just supposed to do more journaling, whatever. <laughs> our bodies know, our body knows what's up ahead. And if your body's telling you your burnout to rest or more self-care or more introspection, like listen, it's a season. Your cycle changes every month. The earth changes most places four, four times a year in the seasons. The moon changes in a month four times or more. Your life is going through cycles. And if you feel like you're at constant war with your body, I promise you, you don't have to live this way. Take your body on a walk or for a bath, connect with her. Let her take charge for a few minutes and tell you what's going on. Starting with your menstrual cycle or starting with, even if you're not menstruating, like how are you feeling with the moon? If you're menopausal, postmenopausal, and the full moon just like, Is the time you feel alive and it's really dark and dense during that new moon? Like, what energy is stored? What inner work is left in your body to be healed? I promise you, your body's never, ever, ever going to lead you astray. So, questions, comments, a cool story of your own. I would love to hear from all of you at the link below or send me an email from the website. Even if we're not able to respond to every single email, we, I do and my team, we do appreciate and read all of your correspondence. There's a little link at the show notes that you can request topics or questions for a podcast. We really work on this and we really take this into account. And you can read about these blogs middaypigeon.com or the link listed below, get on, browse the moon cycles, go over everything on the blogs. There's some really cool scientific images that I didn't really talk about or explain on the podcast. And then not on the blogs are not my tangents. So you don't have to, you know, I've taken you on a lot of tangents and for a ride on this podcast. So thanks for staying with me. The pod, the blog will be more succinct and then make sure you subscribe to the podcast to receive brand new episodes to your inbox weekly And of course, if you haven't, please leave a five-star rating if you're loving the show. So more people can hear about it and women can come together around the world to heal. I would really, really appreciate your one minute of time. If you could do that for me, and I cannot wait till next week with you all. I look forward to it. Hey girl. So if you are feeling like you need more answers about your health, you want to decode your body, you want to uncover your feminine energy, you want to understand your hormones, the I am woman program doors have closed. However, we have opened up the I am woman self-paced course. If you feel like you need more information than beyond the podcast, this course will take you through learning how to understand and live in rhythm with the moon, pre, peri and post So women of all ages, meeting your hormones, understanding what they're doing each day and throughout the month, learning if you'd be a good fit for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy learning to track ovulation, understanding fertility with or without birth control, balancing masculine and feminine energy for better relationships and career, learning to read your own blood work, Dutch testing, body signals and cues and data that you can measure. We're gonna talk about foods to boost your hormones, when and what in the month is the best, exercise to optimize hormones, especially less is more, not gonna give you another intense workout program. And one of my favorite things to talk about is embodying egg wisdom, this biological art and manifestation, how to use your root to call in your desires and understanding that between your legs lives, lives the cosmic slip and slide. Like you have a connection to heaven and earth. You have something really powerful as a woman, as a creative, that and energy you can access to create really beautiful babies, businesses, works of art in this world. We're going to talk about dreams and desires. We're going to talk about stigmas around STIs and STDs and how to heal things like HPV. We're going to channel feminine energy for orgasms, art, achieving your dreams, and we are going to go there. Ladies, let's get our libido back. You'll leave this course feeling comfortable in your own skin, maybe for the first time, the first time in a long time. And if you're feeling a gentle nudge in your body towards this immersion experience, check out the self-paced course link below several women after the doors closed for the I am woman program, the live container, like, how can I get this information? So we've built the course for you. You can go at your own pace. You can still order testing and understand it. Everything is set up for you and it's included at the link below in the show notes for a limited time. Hey, real quick, before you go, Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. If you could do one thing for me and leave a review on either Apple or both, Apple and Spotify podcasts, leave five stars. Tell others about how this message is reaching you and serving you. Be sure to check out the show note links middaybidgin.com for my blog and inspirehealthbygen.com on my websites where you can subscribe and receive free content, newsletters, bonuses, and podcast drop dates right into your inbox.